We're back. Good Happy morning, everybody. New Year, everybody. Aaron, I missed you guys. Admit that you're here. So, thank you very much, Steve Seifert, for saying Happy New Year. By the way, I'm Dan Landrum, and you Hi, are I'm Martha Collins. You're Steve Seifert. Martha Collins was the governor of Kentucky, right? But I'm not. Yes, Martha. but she lost her job because she said Happy New Year's instead of Happy New Year. Oh. Really? Did I say Happy New Year's? You said it correctly. I did. Happy right. New Year is what I said. Right. I mean, you could say Happy New Year's. If I meant you were... to say that I was Martha White. Oh, like the self-rising flower that's, that's what right. i meant to say yeah you make right with martha white those are mighty good biscuits what are you guys doing are you pumped or what i i can't answer that with <laughs> <laughs> i cannot answer that with a totally positive thing but i feel some pressure to be positive when you say something <laughs> you're not you're feeling a little bit dark no the yeah. opposite of pumped isn't dark right I don't know, but I'm just saying you're tr you're trying to be optimistic, but it's not going real well for you, is what you're saying? Mm -mm. No, no. I'm just not that enthusiastic about it so much as to call it pumped. I think uh, you have a philosophical bias you've imposed on yourself, maybe subconsciously, that makes you not want to be excited about things that normal people like me are excited about. What like, are you excited about, Steve? Sports. Tell me your favorite sports ball team. Um, See? I like, I like the Shinogan, the Shinogan, um, pass ball fighters. <laughs> well, that's a thing that normal people are excited about. No, I and love, none of us know anything. I love when a ball leaves one location and arrives at just the right <laughs> location somewhere else at just the right time. I can appreciate their skill. Unless the balls have been inflated too much or too little, and then that that whole thing just gets stripped from me. The whole, the yeah. whole thing. Can you imagine something analogous to the Super Bowl, but like it was a dulcimer concert where everyone across the world was like, no, 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 no. The uh, Super Dulcimer concert's on today. <laughs> Wait till you see the commercials. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they're tuning in for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the commercials—the uh, they cost more than any other time of year. They're like twelve dollars per minute or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> In order to go ahead and just solidify my position as being completely culturally irrelevant, I haven't seen a Super Bowl in three years now. I saw one about six or seven years ago. I'm not against them. I'm really not against sports. I think of them like it's like music to me. I, when I talk to my friends who are into sports, it reminds me of being excited about, you know, Frank Zappa or something. But but hmm. in, as far as music is concerned, how many oboe albums do you have? Zero. Okay, yeah. Well. And none of us would probably go, I don't know, we might, but at least we would want to pretentiously say we would. <laughs> I thank God for the oboe. I don't happen to have any recordings of an oboe. Seriously, you thank God for the oboe? <laughs> well, in the in the concerts, yeah, if you're with an orchestra, they give you your A, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that was the deepest thing I've ever heard you say. That's not That's deep. Cool. That was the non-deepest response I've ever heard you give me. No, I mean, I guess I was going somewhere else with the A, because it could stand for all kinds of things. It's the alpha. It's the beginning. It's the most important part. It means that you're going to do this thing and get together and agree. We haven't talked in like a month. <clears throat> yeah. There's a lot of nonsense that's going to have to be pulled off the top Yeah, <laughs> before we can get to any meat. <laughs> you guys do resolutions? I usually do, but I, I didn't this year. Maybe maybe we could... Let's pretend that we're all confident that if we make resolutions, we'll really do Ooh, them. Ooh, that's a nice uh, setup. Hmm. And, and then not be mean to ourselves. Yeah, let's not... Let's just say that we that, that we're probably going to do whatever we're getting ready to say. 
That seems good to me. Okay. Yeah, we don't want to be pessimistic about this. We're hmm. we're excited about this. We're all thinking, folks who are listening, and and, and let me just say thanks to you guys for all being comfortable with silence. We want to thank our audience for being able to be comfortable with silence. So, I'm gonna I'm not gonna mention this person, but you know I'm a I love training on a particular, well, it's lynda.com. I love doing L Y N D A dot. Right. <clears throat> and, and there's a particular instructor there. The photography I, guy. Oh gosh. You're, you're going there. He just makes me want to pull my hair out. If I had any, what is it about his teaching on Linda or speaking that makes you want to pull out this mythical hair, <laughs> the, the mythical hair. Uh, he can't, I can't, I don't want to say he can't, but he doesn't leave space when he's speaking. It's, is this, it's, it's as if you can hear him notice that there's a pause and then he fills it. You sound like you're stroking out right now, Dan. No, <clears throat> no, I'm just thinking about the way this guy speaks and trying to be kind yeah, him. but you're you're slowing down a lot. Isn't that okay? I'm sitting here <laughs> thinking about how we should slow down when we speak. Wouldn't right. a natural byproduct of that be slowing down? You sound thinking? like you're stroking. I mean, out. I don't know. When I slow down, I just kind of freak out. It's like <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. Like, like what? Well, so what this guy would do is he would say, what we're going to do here now is we're going to show you how you can save it as another. We're going to give tell you how you can save under another name so you can keep oh. another copy of what's going on. So what we're going to do to do that then oh, yeah. is in order to save as, yeah. we're going to look for that in the menu under file. And mm -hmm. so we'll find file, save as. And so what you do is you find that and you pull down and you select that. And what that's going to do then, it's going to save it as, and you could... And oh. oh my goodness! And I gave that example for a simple thing, but this guy's doing advanced instruction, hmm. and so he's talking about using a reverse brush, you know, in a gradient filter, where you're trying to understand the difference between clarity, contrast, you know, and and uh, and the the dehaze function, how they're similar but slightly different. And it takes him about 20 minutes to say what he should be able to say in four sentences. You're hmm. funny. Uh, why did I just rant about that? Because we're, gonna get, we're getting ready to launch into optimistic <coughs> resolutions. That has, that's a, makes no sense. <laughs> no, no, no. You were, get, you were trying to connect it to... Yeah, silence. So we're thinking. I will say... Oh, that's why I remember we were you, thinking. I, I remember you bringing up this instructor, and I, I think I even listen to uh, maybe 30 seconds of his instruction and uh, i i see what you're saying it also made me really insecure me like too. like do i do that do i do that and actually on dulcimer school uh steve i just went through all the the videos that that were just posted that you did on the frequently asked questions you hated them all no, I thought I was going to say I thought you did a really a, a really awesome job of communicating a lot of information in a short period of time, right. even though your answers were longer than you intended them to be, because you said that at the end of most well, we videos. Were thinking, I mean, you, you know, we were asking each other questions and thinking, you know, it's not like we mm -hmm. planned, uh, you know, that stuff out. Oh, I, no, I was talking about the one that you did by yourself. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. But uh, on the I, ones that we did together, we did the. Um, do you remember the rapid fire triplets that I that I tried demonstrating? Rapid fire, yeah. They were in, yeah, yeah inspired by slap bass players, That's and I had right. just started working on it. When I started to teach you, I kind of changed the pattern a little bit. Yeah. Or I I learned later a little better what I was doing, and so I just recorded video for it last night. Okay. For Dulcimer School. And while I was shooting video, I, I think it went well, but I was feeling that insecurity. Like, am I talking too much? 
That stuff will make you crazy. You're never talking too much, Aaron. Ever. 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 I don't think. That can't be true. I think when Aaron is around Dan or me or all three, you know, like often before the podcast, I'll say to Dan, like, dude, we need to not dominate this thing. We need to let Aaron talk. I think it's not that you don't talk enough. I think it's that we're overbearing and overly self-confident, Dan and I. Mm. Mm. Hmm. Because I used to get beat up in, in school for it. Did you, Dan? <laughs> no. Okay. Maybe you could have used a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but Maybe what about these resolutions? <laughs> what about these resolutions? I'd love that idea. Because I don't do resolutions. I haven't for years because I always have like a negative attitude about it. But I could choose to be like awesome positive about this. I'm going to try and talk less and listen more. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) One day, Aaron's going to be like, remember back in 2017 when you said I didn't talk much? That was inconsiderate. That was rude. And I've never forgotten that. And that's basically why, you know, is that going to happen one day? So Aaron Mm. and I go on walks every day or so. That's sweet. Just depending if there's time. We hold hands. Mm. Usually under one umbrella. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You talk. Yeah, oh, he talks I I talk a lot. quite a bit. Maybe yeah. I've mentioned this before, but you and Stephen Humphreys have some similar traits in that. Stephen is a little more quiet, a little more quiet. Well, I mean, I've been on long trips with Stephen where we talk for 10 hours straight. I know, we t- I know. But it requires a little space. And I think one of the issues that you and I both have, Steve, maybe it's overconfidence, that's, but I don't kind of... I'm sure there's a little bit of that, but there's just this tendency to ha- always have something we want to say. <laughs> and if you do that, you never give people that want to think about what was just said before they respond, measure their responses a little better, a chance. So, I know, and I don't think anybody's <clears throat> really given us feedback. With that in mind, I'm going to go for a resolution that, man, I feel it's making me feel some tension inside saying this because it's something I really wish I could do, but I have oh, doubts no. that I could do. I think, and, and you, dear listener, can think of this in the way that you would, but I think if I could take 15 to 30 minutes every day just for centering, focusing, you can call it prayer, you can call it meditation, you can call it just looking inwardly, but for trying to still the mind and becoming more practiced at that. That's what I would think would be a guiding thing that would help me more through the rest of the year than probably anything else. Because I'm, I have, I have skills in different areas that sometimes get obscured by uh, just too much motion and just, just too much quick reaction, uh, distractions. So that's mine. That was personal. I want to do that one too. (laughs) (laughs) You can do that. We could do that together, but then it doesn't work. We'll just talk. (laughs) Where's Dan going? He just walked away from the microphone. I had to go there and cry a little bit. Yeah. You yeah, got when, a scratching post over there or something? What are you doing? <laughs> when I was out in in, uh, in Portland, I met up with our our friends uh, Wayne and Patricia, who do the Dulc- uh, the Hearts of the Dulcimer podcast. Yes, they're living out there, and I and I sat in for for their podcast, and it was um uh it was interesting. And I also just did an interview with uh, Joellen uh, Lapidus on a on a project that she's working on right now, but it's, it's interesting spending that much time talking about yourself. Mm. And, um, and while part of it was like, there's a little bit of ego involved, (laughs) like, Oh yeah, I get, I get to talk about me for a little while. There's also this, this part that, uh, 
where I know I've been saying this quite a, quite a bit, but I tend to get a little insecure. Um, not just, uh, not just about talking about me, but at the risk of oversharing something too personal. Like you just said, that, that was really personal. And whenever Dulcimer related stuff comes up with me, it, it, I think it very quickly can go into a realm of being extremely personal and oversharing. When it comes to and, Dulcimer, did you say? Well, the role that Dulcimer has played in my life. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So you're thinking back to just your whole, your existential. Yeah, like this, <laughs> yeah. all this emotional stuff. Right, like, right. Like, I don't want people to hear me cry. Hey, really Maybe quick, really quick. When you say existential, what do you mean? I mean, things that have to do with the properties of being, Aaron. Okay, okay. So, Aaron, when you start talking about dulcimer, it touches some tender stuff for you. Yes. <laughs> okay. If someone says, so what does dulcimer mean to you? What has dulcimer been in your life? That's a big question. Yeah, I mean, I can answer it simply, but there's I, I can yeah. also have a, a whole other mindset I can drift off to. Mm -hmm. Like, loving the dulcimer has now brought me to a place where I can't connect with most people who have normal <laughs> pursuits and normal jobs. And I could, live yeah. in a constant state of dulcimer, and it is bizarre. <laughs> that, that might be misappropriation of of some uncomfort you have you know you might be projecting that onto this whereas i know some of the other sides of steve as well and they're all equally awkward <laughs> no, they're not awkward equally awkward you, i don't know i don't mean honestly I, that was a joke and it was a mean joke they are equally obsessive <laughs> Try and do less of that in 2017. Yes, okay. No, probably not. <laughs> They're equally obsessive. Uh, one of the part of your genius, oh, and, yes. of any, and of any genius, is somebody's ability to hyper focus. And the more they learn about it, the more they realize they don't know as much as they thought they did, you know, the day before. And so you get deeper and deeper and deeper. There are those that maybe start that path and then decide I'm really not as interested in this as I thought I was. And, and, and I've retained the interest with dulcimer more than right. any other topic. Okay. Synthesizers. Well, here's what happened two days before new year's. I went synthesizer insane. And I kept thinking it's the new year's, you know, the banks aren't going to be open on the Monday after. I, I I obsessed over synths for days and one I didn't night, know this by the way. This is I didn't know this. Just so the right. audience knows I wasn't setting you up for something. So I'm watching Steve Picaro videos from the eighties. The guy from uh he did that song Africa with Toto. Yeah. I'm watching his instructional videos for the Oberheim Matrix twelve synthesizer and Okay. Anyway, at one point, I was like, dude, you need to stop. <laughs> you need to stop. Now, with the dulcimer, sometimes I think that's how I ended up playing the dulcimer, was I got obsessed about it. But, you know, it's been the strongest obsession, and I can't explain it, and it's a little embarrassing to be like, no, it's not like I ever said, I'm going to base my whole life on this instrument. But certainly it looks like I have, but I didn't mean to. <laughs> so anyway, that it does for me touch tender stuff, existential questions. But for so for Aaron and I, we both have this. But Dan, you don't you don't feel like crying when you talk about your existential dulcimerness. No, the thing that makes me cry is trying to sing a song about 
the most important, what I think are really the most important things like children, grandchildren, family, friendship, understanding our place and our role in yeah, time. Aaron and I don't care about those things. <laughs> I'm not saying that, but I'm just telling you literally that, I mean, one of my goals, I don't, I sing in choirs. I sing yeah. solos and plays. Uh, I'm the only one in this room that sang with Cheryl Crow. <laughs> I was in high school, <laughs> but, uh, well, but Chris Thiele gave me a cookie. One time. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So we're yeah. even, <laughs> yeah, I, think I was in the same bathroom as Porter Wagner once. I forget. <laughs> Love it. But one of, one of my, I, I would like to sing and, yeah. but I really only care to sing about things that really interest me and move me emotionally. And then they move me too much emotionally and I can't sing them. And oh. I keep thinking I'm going to get to this place where I can do that. And, Hasn't happened yet. I'm more of a raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens kind of guy. Oh, are you really? Say, yeah. Those I are could always my tell that things. about yeah. you by the way you carry, by the way you wear your hat. I don't know what we're talking about. By the way I used to walk? Yeah. <laughs> you can tell um, by the way he, <laughs> he's a ladies man. <laughs> all right, Isn't so that Dan, a woman's man? Woman's man. Yeah, no time to talk. No time to talk because yeah. <laughs> of all the mascara. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of fussing that has to go into right. that to looking like this. Yeah. Hey, one of you guys said earlier in the conversation, well, no, wait, let's all change it. What about I've these been, resolutions? I, I want to hear resolutions from you guys. Now, listen, that might not have been your only one, Dan, but that was a good one. That's one's enough. Ladies and gentlemen, now Steve and Aaron ponder their response to, and it looks like Aaron might be going first. I don't know if I can come up with a New Year's resolution. Remember the rules the... again, though. because it's... What are the rules? The rules are, me. you're not pretending that you have the ability to do this. Okay. You're pre we're pretending. No, actually, we are, you are pretending. We are pretending. But we're recognizing that it's a pretense. Yeah, okay. Aaron, there's something that you're going to say you you want to do in the new year and we're going to all pretend that you're going to have success with this. That's right. Huh. And we're not going to judge you and you're not going to judge you. Yeah. Don't so, you judge you. Hey, identify what that feels like right now. When you start to say it, try to find that feeling. And this is an interesting concept that I've learned recently. Oh goodness. You give it a name. Like if it's this thing that pops up in your head that judges you, you give it a name. And I, when, when I realized, wait a second, that actually works to help you start to identify things that are sort of these fundamental guides going on within you. That's the way I learn music. When I realize I recognize a part, I give it a name. And, and, and it's not like I go, I'm going to call that Bob, mm -hmm. but it's like it gets a personality and I recognize a whole section or, or something I've been working on is, oh, that's where I do that. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? And no. Uh, never mind. I, I, wanted, I would like for us to talk more about this one day. I think I've said it before, but I think musicians who practice and work hard at learning something, who put in hundreds and hundreds and thousands of hours at learning something, have a leg up on mindfulness. Hmm. because we're Maybe doing that's a, true because we're doing a lot of the practices and so now i'm in this exploration of trying to figure out how to take what works well musically and apply it mentally for for calmness and focus hmm. yeah, out for emotional focus and calmness so i guess that's what i'm getting at sorry for all that but Aaron. anyway Aaron. identify whatever it is that's <laughs> trying to keep you from saying what it is you kind of want to say, but you I think, think it's Dan. Like I think liar. Dan's what's keeping <laughs> you call it Dan. <laughs> Good point, Steve. Well, I mean, for the, for the sake of full disclosure, and we'll see if anything comes out of this, but I'll just tell you what's gone through my head uh, through the course of this. One is I'm pretty satisfied with my process. I'm, and, that's what I lean on heavily. There's and right now I can't identify anything in my process that I would want to change. What, what process? process? How I live life, how I go about okay. work. Yeah, how I go about interactions. Are you enjoying yeah. your process? I'm enjoying my process. <laughs> I think it's nice but, when somebody has a happy process. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think um 
uh, I, I will say one thing that, that I have noticed and I don't know in what direction this is going to take me yet, but I have noticed that I, I appear to have come to an age where if I don't practice, if I don't get to touch an instrument for a few days, I notice it. I know. Like, I love yeah. that. And I, it, in my mid twenties, I feel like I could go a week without touching an instrument and pick That's it back right. up. And there was like nothing lost. It was, it was all there. I just went 10 days, uh, over the, the holiday break, um, visiting in-laws in Portland and I didn't want to fly with my instrument. Um, and, uh, coming back, I can feel all the tension there, but I also, I also have been realizing that just as a result of what I've been working on tends to push. I'm always working on something new that seems to be on the upper cusp of what I can actually pull off. It's a lot that I can just barely do. And so there's less time being spent just appreciating um, where I'm at. Well, that's good. Yeah. Do you think and there's so, a... I'm sorry? Do you think there's a chance... <laughs> I like the way you said I'm, I'm of an age. That, do you, do you <laughs> think there's a chance... 31 years <laughs> right. old. Do you think there's a chance when you were 26 that maybe you just weren't being as realistic as you are now? I don't think I mean, so. that's that's possible. I don't no, think so. No, no, so. no. I don't think um, it is possible. <laughs> you don't think it's it, Well, it's what you were saying is real. I mean, yeah. you were talking about two things. You know, you're realizing it takes longer to, to be in shape musically. You can't just not play for a week and then yeah. have your hands be kicking butt. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, what was the deal about appreciating Oh, well, I I spend a lot of time on the, uh, just on the cusp of things technically that I can actually execute and not a whole lot of time really in my comfort zone. And I think I want to spend, I don't, I don't want to stop, you know, continuing to push and trying, try to get better because that excites me as well. But when I've also noticed when I, I, don't have those kind of pressures to to come up with something new um or to try and get to the next little plateau i enjoy spending time in my comfort zone as well and i, I love don't, it i spend I don't, too much time yeah. there. so <laughs> i'd like to be able to say what you were saying honestly okay <laughs> and and i couldn't right now Ladies so, and gentlemen, Dan is getting ready to summarize what Aaron has just said. No, no, no. Goes. I want to, I want to, I want to suss it out. I want to know what you've learned, or if you feel like you've always been this way, or you made adjustments to your routines, to your, you know, you see where I'm going. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you think of a time that when when you wouldn't have said this? And if oh, yeah, so, absolutely. What maybe some adjustments that you made in order to tweak it? Um, to be where I'm at right yes. now. Okay, so it's complicated. Coming from a place where I wasn't pushing on a regular basis to get to the next plateau. Yeah, um, I was I was playing in quite a quite a few bands, sitting in with people, and I felt like I was in great playing shape but um i wasn't necessarily getting any better um i think for me part of it came from uh maybe a certain amount of boredom with my own playing and that i one of the joys of playing with other people is by by the way dan hangs his head (laughs) 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 but one of the joys of playing with other people is being able to work with something that didn't come out of your own head. And so it can surprise you. It's uh, easier for me to get excited and want to work and arrange something that came out of someone else's head. Um, and yeah, I want to be just, I want to be just as surprised when I'm writing 
something and there's yeah, a few I tricks am. that i that i use for trying to compose something mm. that takes me by surprise um wow. and keeps me excited but i spend an awful lot of time there and spending that much time there means that uh well, the things that are taking my ear by surprise are doing so because I've never played them before and my fingers don't know what's going on. And I need to work out the technical aspect. So you're talking about balancing well. a little bit, right? I'm, I'm calling... I'm skeptical. I want to hear what you're... What well, you're skeptical. I'm skeptical. Well, let, let me hear it. I don't know that I can say it in a, in a way that doesn't sound like I'm just being argumentative, but I'm, okay. I'm, I think... We we step we stand on the shoulders of giants, obviously, okay. and we're seeing this phenomenon in ice skating, in archery, in piano playing. There are pieces on the piano, and I'm sorry, I'm not a student of this. That a what were once considered the masters, the great recordings that mm-hmm. like a student trying to get into a music school couldn't get in with that quality of performance now. Right. Because the, because the art is being pushed, not just the art, the physical stuff, everything's mm-hmm. being pushed and it's working because you have all of this stuff that's come before. Right. You know, so we don't have to learn as much stuff. We know mm-hmm. like, we don't have imitate. to figure out as much or discover as much. That's right. We know imitate this person. Mm-hmm. Because they were doing something, not because you want to play like them, but because they got there, and somehow your imitation helps to get there. And I don't know right. if you had can think of any of that, but oh yeah, in your thing. But <clears throat> the second part can sound arrogant. One of the giant's shoulders that you stand on is your own, <laughs> and and the time you've put in. So oh, your you older it, self. Yeah, yeah. Or, or your, your younger young, self. Yeah, right. The, the accumulation of the amount of time that you've put in. <clears throat> adds up to something right golly that's right and the new things that you do are mm-hmm. i think <clears throat> almost like evolutionary tweaks to that it's they're not like this it's not like this thing became this other thing it's like you're slowly morphing in this direction that argument sounds like those evolutionary tweaks are being minimized when i I don't think they should be. yeah i'm not minimizing because because that's what i'm saying those minimizing tweaks for me are taking a lot of effort right and that's that's what i'm saying i'm spending an awful lot of time on these evolutionary as you call them the evolutionary you know tweaks. what's interesting in 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 actual biological study of evolution they would call that energy okay and i'm spending a lot of energy yeah yeah okay. because because there are costs associated with any change mm-hmm and uh yeah it's like okay i can't do this and so something has to drop off over here maybe a little bit in order to be able to expend Mm -hmm. the energy to get to this other place yeah yeah okay that was good aaron that was a good insight thank you wow thanks Hmm. the audience (laughs) please audience write us and tell us if you share our amazement at the insight no 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 okay (laughs) Listen, I don't well, want to no, be no, the no, dumb wait, blonde, wait, but I am a blonde. Wait, and Steve. And I do feel dumb. And, and oh. I'm not Ugh. I'm not getting it. Oh. Everybody's like, oh, no, he just made fun of blondes. I am a blonde. <laughs> I'm a blonde. Listen, here's the deal. Can I, t- wait, can Dan, I talk about? Uh, Dan would like to be more focused take a little time every day to do that that's that's cool it sounds like aaron's saying he wants a little more balance and his approach maybe is that what you're saying yeah i want to make another comment on aaron's thing what about aaron now i'm going to pull something out of him no that was it well no what about steve you're next but let's don't finish aaron yet if we Um, were all married we would be in counseling next week talking about us interrupting aaron we're having a conversation with Aaron and I want to pull more information out of him instead of changing the subject. So, and one of the ways I do that is to listen to him, actually listen to what he's saying and seeing if I understand it and ask questions about that. And so I want to be honest Mm -hmm. that (laughs) when you first said that, Mm -hmm. please forgive me for this because it's the same judge in me was like, you arrogant. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But then, Remember, wait, there's multiple kinds of arrogance, and a couple of them are absolutely necessary. 
and 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 you well let me finish this okay because it's it's may not be where you you don't have to defend because i'm about to defend oh well i I just wanted clarification on what aspect of it was arrogant yeah yeah. that's what we're i'm getting i'm getting (laughs) and maybe arrogant is the wrong word because it means it has a negative connotation Mm -hmm. so let's think confident let's say self-confident okay and uh absorbed a little bit okay Oh my gosh. A a, a little bit, but it's the only way you get somewhere. But like when you mentioned being on uh, doing the the hearts of the dulcimer podcast, right? Which is cool. That can get boring. I think to a person who's trying to push other stuff, maybe that can get a little bit boring because you get tired talking about yourself. So talking about yourself is one thing and telling your story is one thing, right? Having an opinion about other stories that are being fed to you mm-hmm. is another thing. Yeah. That's the next level. I think the third level is discovering things that you want to share. Right. And that's what you're doing, I guess. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Is this and Dante's think, third level? What are we? No. Level? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think so. And, and you have to get to a place where you have enough confidence that you can begin to share. You do it, Steve. When you teach all the time, I've seen you. I'm like, man, he's on his game. He knows what he's talking about. And he's offering insights that would take somebody years to figure out that you're like giving them a shortcut. And that's that's the giant's shoulders that we stand on. Does that make sense? And so if you aren't confident enough and discovering things and excited about that, you're not going to get there. And I think you should be tired of hearing because people often ask you about you right I, I think there's a place at which that ought to just bore you completely you say i don't want to talk about me let's talk about these techniques you know that are pushing me and that are exciting me talking yeah, about that, ideas that, i don't I, know that's kind of arrogant you know why well when somebody's okay. asking you about yourself and they have an interest in it and you're like, it's not about me. It's about the techniques. I don't know. Well, I mean, I I think I, to some extent, I feel both sides of that argument. Um, this is a hill I die on, by the way. There's just, well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, on the, uh, on one side, I mean, if I, if I hear a, a really great singer songwriter, that's just has a great compelling melody. And I get the feeling that these lyrics are, could be super metaphorical. Um, but they're not, it's not never totally laid out there. I would love to ask the songwriter, what inspired that? Where were you coming from? And know, get to know a little bit more about that. Um, on the other hand, um, I heard, I think it was an an interview with, uh, Regina Spector, um, who said, why, why is that people want to know more about musicians and songwriters when people go to movies, they see actors and they don't want to know the real actor. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. But I yeah, don't, but I think, I think they do want to know the real actor. I think they do. I've, I was actually, I don't know. I was thinking about this, uh, recently and as far as the not to not to minimize acting and and what they're creating, but I think to some degree it's uh, acting strikes me as being a bit more interpretive. And I know you're still putting there's there's a lot of creativity that can go it that can go into acting. None of us are any good at it, but <laughs> clearly. Uh, but as far as working from a, a blank slate, like musicians and authors, composers are doing or, or painters, I think I see more fascination with getting to know artists who are working from a blank slate. Yeah, but you could look at all that a little different, right? Well, of course you could. Well, I'm getting ready to. All right. I I mean, this idea that musicians have a blank slate, that's what I crave. I hunger for that. But I don't ever feel like I have it, but I, I want it. I wonder if other people have it more than me, but I don't, you know. Can this we, idea about thinking of your earlier self, that fascinates me because that's the person I'm most competitive with. It's like the 23-year-old me. <laughs> you know, that's the guy I've always got to keep an eye on. Hmm. Just even though you may not agree with it, 
consider that not you have a blank slate, but that you are a blank slate if you choose to be on a on a daily basis. I'm old set in my ways now. <laughs> no, you're but, you, but you're a blank. Yeah. But you are a blank slate that brings a better skill set than you had the prior day. Right. If your process is good. Mm-hmm. Well, this is what I know: is I'm inspired by Dan's quest for focus every day and the optimism we carry into this yearning. And Aaron has got me thinking about. I I like when he says uh, he lives at the edge of his abilities, you know, where he's and sometimes he thinks he ought to just kind of spend a little more time enjoying what he can already do. I I would like to spend a little more time at the edge of my abilities. I spend too much time. Oh, that's my resolution. I spend too much time kind of enjoying, you know, what I can already do. And I don't just mean with music, with taking care of the things in this house that break, you know, with, with eating and exercise and my relationships with people and writing music and, and arranging other people's music. And I, I'd like to spend a little less time in my comfort zone and I'd like to be out there on the, the borderline. I'd like to be on the front line, you know, of uh, where the action's happening a little more. In every area of my life, I notice when my kids, when I get together with my kids, we spend the whole day together. It's hardcore all day, as far as I'm concerned, you know, from morning until night. It's like, what are we going to do now? Okay, what are we going to do now? All right, let's do this. All right, you want to do this? All right, well, what about you? Okay, let's do that. It's like the whole day. It's hardcore. And, um, Sometimes I I feel really good about that, but the rest of my week where I'm not with them in that way, it's uh, I'm just retreating to my comfort zone way too much, you know. So I I want to spend more time on the edge of my abilities. I like that. I'm inclined to just mentioned briefly it is enjoyable spending that time on the edge of your abilities i didn't yeah that didn't become a habit because i i didn't like it (laughs) but i think that there is a nice balance that can be achieved spending spending the majority of your time a very large majority of your time at the edge of your abilities for me anyway has meant um uh I think uh, a whole lot of time <laughs> feeling inadequate <laughs> or like, <laughs> does that make sense? Yeah. yeah no? Okay. Of, of course, if you're at the edge <laughs> yeah. of your abilities, you're going to be wondering, I guess a lot about I, what your abilities are. I wonder if you're talking now about the way you feel while you're doing it or there's a, maybe this isn't true for you guys, but there's a, I was just looking it up on my phone and I can't find it quickly. So there's a Ted talk. It's one of the most recent ones. This is the, the, uh, I, their podcast version. So it's a shortened version where it's a compilation oh, Okay. that they did as a year end thing and uh, happiness. That's right. The focus of it was happiness. So if anybody's interested in it and one of the things that makes us happy is being good at something, something we like doing, mm-hmm. but one of the keys and Steve, you've read uh, talent is overrated. And I, I don't know if you've read Malcolm Gladwell's outliers. <clears throat> there's just, there's just all this different work that talks about what it takes to stay at the edge and to be at the edge and what you get from that and how it's the only way to get somewhere. And that the people who actually get somewhere, Steve, you'll appreciate this. Spend time practicing, not what makes them feel good. Yeah. What makes them feel bad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that yeah. feeling of feeling bad while you're doing it. However, I'm trying to think about a typical day. And we all know we have this. You have your relationship with your mom and you have your relationship with your wife and the people that you're around. Sometimes you are 
kinder and more approachable than you are at other times. And I like to think about if I've practiced hard on something that is tough, you know, it's killing me. That's what I would say. Mm-hmm. It's killing me. It's so hard. I think I'm a nicer person when I'm done. I think my mood gets better, not worse because of that experience. I, I agree. Mm-hmm. I feel like it flushes something out, you know. It reminds me of when you take a dog on a walk and then it behaves better afterwards. Yeah, I think the exception to that for me is woodshedding. When there's a deadline approach uh, associated, you have a big concert or or you're going into this session, some studio session. Isn't that a different um, thing, though? Isn't that... Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's finish. being disappointed in yourself for actually not feeling like you're ready. Yeah, but wait, he didn't finish that. But what are you saying, Aaron? Well, you're not ready if you're spending time on the edge of your abilities if that's the reason why and you're spending time practicing uh stuff that makes you feel bad on the edge of your abilities and you're woodshedding maybe overdoing it because you maybe have an orchestra gig coming up or a studio session coming up yeah but that that puts you you, yeah yeah you're thinking specifically of a concert you have this weekend no no No? not at all no yeah, but that's another kind of edge. Oh, but the, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Getting ready for a big like when I got ready for that um, when I when I did that organ stuff last year with the orchestra, I was scared to death. You know, I had this big piece of music I had to learn, and I don't know. But I mean, just the fact that I was doing something that was to me scary—that was kind of like being on the edge even when I got to yeah. the point where the music made sense. I don't know. This is such a scary, upsetting. It is a little, it causes a little bit of upset because I'm feeling that tension of, <laughs> you know, playing for orchestras and that's kind of different. That's sort of a different thing. And what I think what we hope is all the time that you spend pushing yourself makes you more prepared to do that. It still doesn't mean you might take on something you shouldn't have done. Yeah. Or spent the right amount of time on this specific thing. What do you call what we're doing here? Um, We're being introspective. Is this it? Is that what you call it? You could call it that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to follow up on, uh, on your point, Dan, that does remind me in at the black mountain dulcimer festival that uh, Chuck Mosley hosted in October. Um, we we co-taught a class on That's exercises right. and the first day we we took turns um giving them uh, an exercise something to work on and the first day i gave them something hard it was hard <laughs> it, and uh and the mountain dulcimer players got it at the very end of class and i i wanted to do something that they would have to work on break apart in several different ways and put together reassemble in a few different ways in order to get it um, and following up on that, the next day you wanted something where they could experience getting super comfortable with something. And that's an, that's another aspect of practicing that I think you miss if you spend that much time on the edge of your abilities, oh, or at least that's what I feel like I miss. So it needs some balance in that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's that phenomena that takes place that you don't realize the possibilities that you've just created by this hard thing you've done until you get to the place where you can listen to it yourself. Mm-hmm. Huh. What is excessive introspection? Uh, Omnoscephalus. <laughs> can you look that up? <laughs> uh, it's navel gazing. Well, I need to look it up. Skepsis. Skeps- isn't supposed to be in there. <laughs> that would be like, like a fake navel. Omphalaskepsis. Omphalaskepsis. Good job, yeah. Aaron. Yeah, that would be excessive. Um, Good I like. word. <laughs> yes. You can never spell that. There's too many letters. Huh. I, I have a hard time with New Year's resolutions because I am. Um, I just want to be better at like 20 or 30 different things. So when you tell me to be optimistic about it all, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm I think I have I'm, a hard time with it because I don't like failure. And so 
And I'm like, I know, but I don't want to give up. Oh, I just I just realized one of the one of the things that made me uh, spend so much time um, doing what I'm doing now, as as far as practice goes, was uh, uh, going back to sports. Actually, even though <laughs> I, I don't watch sports, I really enjoy interviews with athletes especially tennis where okay. it's just you know one person against so another person like? it, it's i i love hearing what what they sound like when they lose versus when they win <laughs> interesting it, so I, one of my favorite tennis players is rafael nadal whenever he he wins he goes i played very well today no and when he <laughs> when he loses he goes i played very bad today no <laughs> That's, I love that. That's <laughs> all. I mean, that's but, what you get from these guys. It's yeah. like, we needed to probably have our hands on the ball and not drop it so much. Right, yeah. <laughs> but one of the one of the things that I've heard from, uh, from a lot of uh, younger players uh, when they talk about their relationship with their coach, a lot of them say that the coach try, tries to reinforce not just execution um, or one specific aspect of play, but just falling in love with the process. Of doing it, and for me, I remember hearing that and getting ex- inspired, yeah. and thinking for me that meant spending a whole bunch of time on on this stuff. And I think I'm just now starting to learn that spending time yeah. where you're where you're comfortable is an equally valuable thing in terms of progress and being able to execute well. Right. Certainly, if you're going to play with an orchestra, Steve, it would be better if you were comfortable with it and could enjoy it. I went out there today. I did my best. We went into this orchestra thing, hoping that we were going to really be able to pull it out. Um, we faced some challenges up there on the stage, but ultimately, I think we all showed up and gave our best. I have, I have, I have two words: Mariah Carey. <laughs> you guys have surely all now seen well, the New Year's I, thing. Yeah, I but have, I don't know what. I don't really know what happened. I don't know if it's been out of context. She's so, yeah, or it was. Uh, she blame she's blaming all the tech people. Oh, oh, and she, oh she's never going to have good sound again. <laughs> no, there was a tweet. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's true. There was, there was a tweet like right after that happened. It goes, "Oops, looks like 2016 claims another one." <laughs> hey, uh, that's a story. Uh, I, I haven't told this one because it's fresh. It was the, you know, I'm on the council, the town council here, and so we were at a... You're kind of a royalty in your little... No, family. I'm just the opposite of that. Okay. And we were at a, at the town year-end luncheon, or year-end banquet, you know, for all the all the municipal employees, just all the city employees. You said year-end banquet. What do you think I said? I you said year-end year banquet. No, no, that's one where, okay. that's where they do all the tests do, do <laughs> to make sure everybody can stay on the council. <laughs> that's and, stupid. And tying this in with what we've been talking about, the mayor is, he's a coach, you know, yeah. just everybody, the, everybody's involved in sports and this is a big sports area and everybody's no. got their football team and all this. And I walk up to a conversation, we're all wearing Santa hats and we're supposed to serve all the town, you know, employees. So I walk up to a conversation, mayor and a couple other people in the council and stuff. And they're talking about this person that just moved and how. Yeah, it's really sad. They've done a lot here. And the person's last name is the same as this piano teacher who's local, who has a bunch of students. And I said, oh, are you talking about so-and-so? Yeah, they've probably got. And they were talking about, you know, how it's going to be really hard to find someone to replace them. And turns out they were talking about... uh, a basketball coach <laughs> just retired. and I said oh yeah yeah I know so and so and so and so I've taken lessons from him and they kind of looked at me funny and they said you felt like you were in high school no they said we're talking and by the way these people are all about a foot taller than me I'm kind of mad at them and I really did I said oh I seem to have wandered into a conversation about a sporting event. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, you know what? You musicians kind of make fun of sports a little bit, but you don't hear it the other really? way around. Like I don't think you hear, uh, you know, on ESPN, the, the the a bunch of players getting together laughing about musicians or something. I'm not laughing about it. It's just I, not what I do. I don't think I've heard musicians make fun of athletes all i hear is musicians make funny of athletes come on that's funny but you guys don't do it so it's just me and my goofy circle (laughs) maybe so i don't think that's what we're doing now it's just not something i'm particularly i learned to juggle and i was a lifeguard and i had to learn to swim to do that 
And now that I juggle, sometimes I'll drop something off a table and I'll catch it before it hits the floor. I feel like a total ninja. Oh, and I nice. love about sports. <laughs> where, where did that come Listen, from? Listen, <laughs> I love t- the idea of teamwork. That, and I always feel like I missed out on something, not learning how to function as, as Man, a team if you member. had taken those juggling skills and become a football star... <laughs> <laughs> that would have been amazing. You're like, whoop, nope, it's over here, it's over here. <laughs> Running with the ball. This is my New Year's resolution for all of us, that we would be better at being in relationships with people and we'd be more, for, more focused on the truth and that um, whatever it is, you know, I guess, I don't know, whatever we're good at and whatever we love, that we do that Do well. we all have our own truth? Oh boy! Oh gosh! Yeah. You know what? Any say that again, and I'm driving down there to Chattanooga to smack you. <laughs> and he's a ninja. So. He's a ninja. And I never know it. No, yeah. I totally was a lifeguard. <laughs> I followed a famous person into. Oh, the that's water your reference to being an athlete. I look like an idiot. I almost drowned. That's that's. He was saying he was an athlete because he was a lifeguard. I thought it was because of the ninja reference. No, I'm a ninja because I felt like an <laughs> Oh. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but you almost drowned? All right, here's the deal. I do <laughs> Where not did that come be, from? I do not want to become a grumpy old bastard. And I feel okay. that I got a little bit of that coming on. Just so you know, it's not cussing. That's a dog. And it's also kind of file. It's not a dog. Is a dog a bastard? Yeah, it's the opposite of a bitch. Really? I think okay. so. Here's the point. Aaron's going to look it up. It's also a file. Do you know that? It also sounds French, like bastard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's, yes. Can I get this out? Uh-huh. I, I know that one thing that can happen as you get older is you start to get a little jaded or you... You get hardened, you get less teachable, you know, you, you maybe get less optimistic on something, you give up on some things. I only want to give up on the stuff that needs to be let go. I do not want to get grumpy about the stuff that I need to be soft and pliable about. I do not want that to happen. That's my main goal, maybe, for this year and for the rest of my life. I don't want to become an old grumpy bastard i want to be optimistic and hopeful and i want to i want to live an expectation that amazement can occur at any moment you know that's good what is bastard turns out dan was right a bastard is the opposite of a female dog should have had the file definition on there too i thought a bastard was a (laughs) child with with no legitimate ties to parents or something like that. Yeah, person born to parents not married to each other. Okay, if anybody out there is a bastard or a bitch, we do not mean anything bad by yeah. any of this. Well, O'Rourke is... Isn't that like an Irish uh, uh, way of going about naming someone with... Uh, so, like, to say of Rourke, but not the child of Rourke. Oh, really? That's what I thought. No, I what? didn't know that. That's I, cool. What? I might be totally wrong about that. Hey, I but, think the podcast ended about five minutes yeah. ago. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be a way for you to edit an ending. I'm not going to do that. We're, <laughs> we're going to have to mark this one as uh, for mature audiences. No, not really. I think we're okay. All right, boys. Gentlemen. Hey, if, if anybody listened this long, God bless you. Thank you for looking inwardly with us. <laughs> Do you remember next, that, Steve? Yeah. Next show, we're going to talk about a lot of fluff, I hope. Nice. I don't want to do that ever. Yeah, I concur. Okay, well, I hey, appreciate Aaron, your I self-appreciation you of your non fluff Did you think I called you arrogant? I did for a little bit. 
Yeah. You totally did. And it sounds like Aaron, so it was like Aaron again. <laughs> Aaron Aaron Gintz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna stick. No. <laughs> that's not what I was doing. Listen, a little yeah, more. Yeah, fluff, I got, I got man. that. Yeah. Some of this introspection is just pseudo introspection. It's just like goofiness. And Steve, we don't think you're an old grumpy bastard. Or a blonde. Hmm? The stereotypical blonde. The unfortunate stereotype given to people who happen to lack dark color in their hair. But if you were, there would be nothing wrong with that. (laughs) This is stupid. Hey, if you're easily offended, go cry in a corner somewhere. We're moving forward. (laughs) See, I'm turning into that. I don't want to be that. (laughs) I want to be soft and sweet and hopeful. But isn't there a place in this world for saying enough is enough, people? Yes, never call somebody a snowflake. What's that mean? <laughs> I don't that know. was the end of the show, apparently. <laughs> <laughs>